0: Traveling the Vortex
1: We've joined Tristan Farnan as he travels across Yorkshire treating animals and arrive at episode 230. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm well. I'm
2: tired. (laughs) I can't imagine why.
3: Nothing like dropping right in the middle of your uh, vacation, vacation. an overnighter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we're recording on Monday again because I had to work overnight, uh, Monday morning. So I got about six hours of sleep earlier and... Got back up at like 3.
3: But China's like 2020, this would have been the week I could have done the morning show because Holly was off today. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Well, this allowed
1: after. me to have more than a week off at a time. Ah, oh, that's true. So since we're not supposed to have more than five days off in a row, I was able to do the two and four and works out really well. Besides from the overnight, it's just exhausting moving. I bet. I bet you're tired.
3: Yeah. Like from that.
1: From Mostly Boston. from that.
3: <coughs> I'm surprised you didn't ask for any help this weekend.
1: We were going to, and Sarah's parents has some neighbor kids. They're not kids. They're teenagers. <laughs> 18, 19. Are mom. they younger than you? They're younger than me. They're, they're kids. They're, they're, te- are, they're, <laughs> they're child teenage. labor laws. They're kid. teenagers. We paid them. <laughs> uh, Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't force them to do it; they did it willingly. And one of them even had a truck, so we wound up. Uh-huh. We didn't intend to do it because we went to. That's uh, why I didn't get called. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have my dad's truck because he's in Palestine right now, uh-huh. so I can just drive his truck. Wait, around. what's your
3: dad doing in Palestine?
1: Um, so my step sister, who I think I've talked about, because my parents have went gone to Thailand before. Yes,
3: you have a stepsister.
1: Technically, <laughs> two. Yeah, but uh, got married. And her German husband is a contract worker of some sort and is currently in Palestine for a year and a half. Ah. And they just had a baby. Oh. So actually on Carol's birthday, it was Carol's birthday today, Monday, so that they were able to be over there for Carol's birthday. Oh, that's cool. They coming. They left last weekend and they come back the first. So it's like a two-week trip. But so I have his truck and so we've been moving stuff that way and then the kids were available and so we just kinda knocked it out real quick on a Thursday afternoon before any rain came. So it's been really small stuff since then.
3: Well, but, I will say this. I would have been more than glad to help. But I am so glad I got that <laughs> I am glad that is, well, um, and that is my least favorite thing in the world to do is move. Sarah
1: and I have been sore last several days because of the move. <laughs> uh Josh and Austin, the neighbor kids, and even Mike, Sarah's brother. Nope, oh, they're fine. Well, they're young. <laughs> well, it, Mike's not even that. Yeah, much but he younger. he's arm. only five years. Yeah, he still and he still is. <laughs> he's still so he's arm, so. he's fit. So yeah, we're all we're almost all moved. We have a few more things left at the apartment. I have to go clean it, and then we're in the middle of unpacking still. Um
3: you said half Mike's me- fit. I wonder how many of our British listeners took that in the British context. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. He's not fit that way. But to you,
1: maybe. To well, some people, he yes. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, that means I haven't got to do much else. all. <laughs> uh, I'm halfway through the bookshelf now. We've got most of the kitchen unpacked. We just we don't know how to set up the living room still. Have you painted one wall blue yet? We, have, we haven't painted any walls yet. Uh, Cox Guy came out. That's our internet service. <laughs> I'm glad to <it's> clarify. <laughs> the Cox Guy showed <laughs> up. <laughs> um, <coughs> which, and we actually, it was going to be like $75 to transfer the service between the apartment and the house. It was, yeah, it was ridiculous. But the guy said if uh, we had HBO and Showtime. <laughs> It's the transfers free and it's only four bucks a month. No, for, con- now. for no contracts
3: for now. Yeah, and I'll for three months. It. I'll cancel it in two months and yeah. I'll be
1: good to go. <laughs> so it was kind of nice. We actually got to sit down and watch Game of Thrones as it aired on Sunday. <laughs> you're actually <laughs> you're
3: there. Yeah, I stop and Sundays um you're oh, with there the exception of him we're all on the same page yeah <laughs> okay we can talk <laughs> well, up through i completely forgot that it was on last night and because i usually watch it monday morning but the family was home so i didn't even think about it oh, right. oh, yeah. I so that. i'll have to watch tomorrow after kids yeah go we School. were
1: doing stuff and i was like oh it's getting close to eight o'clock let's go watch game of thrones because we can
3: you are the people that those companies when they do that hate because you're really good about, okay, I I'm going to sign up cancel. and I'm going to cancel. Because they count on people like me that will forget <laughs> and be eight months into it going, I really ought to why cancel is, this. I keep paying for this. Yeah. well, oh, I usually see it. I see it on the bill going, I should cancel that. I'll, get, I'll do it when I get around to it. You, you <laughs> are they, what, are
2: the ones, they like me. You are what is known as slippage. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> and that's why I don't
1: sign up for those offers anymore. We'll probably get to the first one where it's jumped up and be like, okay, nope, never mind. Although, our, I'm assuming because it's the Memorial Day weekend, the website hasn't recognized the change. Because I was going to totally, all right, we're going to sign up for HBO Go and do that for the time being. Because I thought, oh, well, we'll just watch it there in case we're too busy moving. But I can't sign up for it yet because I don't recognize that I have HBO subscription. Ah. And I was looking at it, and one of the movies I've been wanting to see for a really long time is on there. They ask questions about time travel. It's oh. never gotten a DVD release in the U.S. And it sounds Self- frequently asked questions about time travel. I'll have to look for that. It's got Chris O'Dowd in it, and it's supposedly hilarious. Hmm. So I'm itching to get that activated so I can go watch that movie more than anything else. And then I'll cancel it because I don't care anymore. I've got a lot of stuff on there that I've seen and some stuff I own. So,
3: Speaking of HBO, I watched um, Ender's Game. It's oh. on there.
1: What would you think? It's all right.
3: didn't didn't leave me wanting a sequel, so. It was better than I expected. Have you read the book or no? fine. No. Remember, that's the one that I thought I had, and then I saw the previous for the movie and went, I don't look anything like I remember, and realized it was a different book I'd read. So, no. Now
2: that you've seen the movie, I'd be curious to have you read the book and see what you think, because I've
3: I've heard the book's a lot better.
2: The book's a lot better, but the book also goes into a lot of the, you know mindset and mm-hmm. you know stuff yeah. that you just can't do on film. Oh, yeah. it, but I think this was probably the closest film version we're going to get ever.
3: It's one of those films that was I thought it was fine. The twist at the end er, ish twist ish. I kind of saw it coming, but the the way that the direction of the movie goes makes it a better film. Um, I would agree. But it, Oh, it was the acting was fine. Everybody did a superb job. I thought uh, Ben Kingsley's character was way underused.
2: He was underused in the book
3: too, was he? Yeah. Um, well, at least it does that justice. And yeah, just I, I kind of saw it coming, and and, and it, of course they leave it for sequel purposes, but. It didn't do well at the theater. <laughs> the yeah, got, no. I got online to find out. I said, like, well, is this thing going to get a sequel? And I looked, and I was like, it doesn't look like it.
2: The the interesting thing with the books is if if they were to do, at least originally, the next book is uh, Speaker for the Dead. And it picks up, I don't know, 50, 60 years later in Ender's life. So hmm. he, he's kind of an old man almost at that point. He's still way younger than anybody else because he's been traveling so much. Like He gets on the ship yeah. and leaves. So at the faster than light speeds, he's still – you yep. know, relatively yep. young, but it's right. still been 50 or 60 years for him versus the hundreds of years that have kind of passed in <laughs> Earth history well, did, and everything did, leading
3: up to it. didn't Orson's cut card also do – go back and do an in-between He started set? filling in several. Yeah. He, yeah, he was going to initially license seen.
2: them out to other people and then suddenly decided, no, I think I do want to tell that story. <laughs> So he's done several of them that kind of dealt with. He, he did a few that dealt with what happened on Earth after Ender left, and then a couple of Ender coming back. And that's what I've heard. Um, kind of
3: dealing with Ender I, on the ship. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize until I was reading up on the move about the movie that it's it was, it's eighteen years in the making. He's been trying to do it for. He in fact he wrote the original screenplay mm-hmm. and oh. shopped it around. And from what I read, the oh, I can't remember the guy that actually did it, but they this is. Back to nearly what his original screenplay was with some, diff- some changes and differences. But huh. uh, it was interesting that it really it took a whole different direction. I think even Cameron some, was attached to it at one point. Wasn't one, one,
1: one of those books that so many people said was unfilmable for the longest time?
3: Yeah. yeah uh, it yeah, wouldn't, have been, wouldn't have been Card because Card's been ever since well, no, but other he did people, it. He wrote people, it. He, like, he, uh, he said the book as it is would not have made it. A good movie, he oh, okay. said. That he that's why he he watered a lot of it down in his original treatment and just focused primarily on on Ender's according yeah. to the thing and and took a lot of that inner dialogue out. He said
2: you couldn't do that. Yeah, you just end. can't do so it. I mean, and there's a lot of it that's. I mean, they they play with his mind a lot in mm-hmm. the book. And it's great. It's fascinating. And he's eight years old. And look at the little stuff they do to him. And blah 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 blah. It just it
3: just wouldn't work. And what I, didn't, oh, yeah. what I didn't like about the movie is it's very rushed. It's like this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens in the movie. Well, yeah, I was like, trying to, yeah, they're squeezing all that into yeah, without if, trying to cut anything. Yeah, I think if you, I, I it almost I don't really say this, but it almost could have stood to be about. Forty-five minutes longer, I think. I just to kind it. of flesh it out. I can, I can totally see that. Yeah. Especially when he, spoilers for anybody who haven't seen this. But I'm not going to ruin the end because I think it's one of those pivotal movies that you kind of have to see and see the ending for yourself. But it's uh, <laughs> when he leaves. When he gets mad, the first when he well when he nearly kills the one kid. Yeah. When he and, goes home. Yeah, and goes home. Oh, and that was well, just goes like. Back to <laughs> <Earth>. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's home. Sis comes by. Go back. He goes back. <laughs> Like, yeah, that could have. I really could have used yeah. some development, but it was. It was fine. It was good. I liked Harrison. It's a Harrison Ford movie, so I yeah. Don't know. Well, and of course I'm gonna well, like it. Here's the
2: deal: if if they ever do get around to making Speaker, when I read Speaker for the Dead, all I could picture because Ender comes across very much like kind of a burned-out Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. He's tired of being the hero of the thing, and he's got the responsibility for this. You know, at the end of the. Mm-hmm. Thing and he, he's just he's just better and I just thought Mark Hamill needs to play under. Mark Hamill needs to play under.
1: <laughs> and it would be so cool now that he is of that age. It that, sounds
3: it, like the uh, direction they're going with Star Wars yeah, is kind of does. bad. So
1: I could almost see Asia Butterfield going up to look similar to Mark. To yeah, Mark Hamill yeah. just darken his hair. Give him give him dark hair instead of or just gray hair. Well, Mark Hamill's got gray hair now. So. Uh, it's grayish, <laughs> dirty blonde, still.
3: And and now I am excited that Asia Butterfield got the uh, casting as the ch- casting choice for Peter Parker. Young well, uh, it's Man, still yeah. rumored, right? So, or is that from- I thought it was pretty program. official. It's fish, it's it's all but official. Marvel hasn't officially came out, but all of the insiders in Marvel are saying, well, I "Yeah." I saw this is he where posted
1: some tweets and had to take them down. Yeah,
3: I think it's because because I think Feige actually wants to make it.
1: <laughs> I think it's. Was- well, he's probably a good choice. I'm slightly disappointed they didn't go a different direction instead of doing Peter Parker.
2: That I agree with. Like, I think Asian Butterfield would be great as Peter Parker. Yeah, he'll do a great I'm job. I'm so tired of the Peter Parker story. We've had Peter Parker. We've had Norman Osborn.
1: Why didn't we get
2: another Spider-Man?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I disagree let's, let's because,
3: because Marvel has been relatively faithful to everybody's characters, I mean, Nick Fury. Obviously, they they use the ultimate.
1: Well, they're pulling so much of the ultimate stuff. Well, it? but
3: they're pulling the ultimate storylines. But if you'll notice, most characters. of their characters are their are or, the origins are intact. What I like about Spider-Man, the standalone Spider-Man film, is they said we're not even going to tackle an origin story. It's just going to be a Spider-Man film. So there you go. In high school again. In high school. Well, yeah, it's just fine because I mean, you got to throw away comics. all this. Yeah. got to throw away all the the previous. Yeah. Well, he's not perpetually high school, but well, they they put him back in high school for the ultimate, but every time they reboot the line.
2: I did think it was I saw the story, or at least the rumor broke that uh um oh what's her name? Emma is uh, apparently interested in playing uh Spider Gwen.
1: That would be kind of neat I to would see.
2: all of a sudden if you went that route with it, you'd fix the end of the <laughs> second movie. I'd be on board with that. Like, yeah, let's go see this. <laughs> Just, just for the sake of something different, but yeah. I
1: think it'd be a cool like, thing to see. And I, don't, I think it should be happen. a good role
2: for it. Too. Yeah, it'd be really cool. I'm happen. grateful that no.
3: they stuck with Peter Parker because I think that that would have a lot of people that I mean, Peter, Peter, or uh, Spider-Man is probably the most recognizable Marvel character, whether you follow comics or not. And so I think that if you introduced, uh, well, who's the, the kid now? Uh,
2: Miles Morales. Like, yeah, yeah, Miles. Morales.
3: If you added, if you put, if you just interjected Morales into the MCU. I think you'd turn a lot of people off that are familiar enough with the Star- Spider-Man story to go that aren't diehard fans, and they'll be going, "Who's this? Who's this new guy? Where's Peter Parker?" You know. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think could it, see them. I think it was a calculated move for Marvel. Uh, that's all I did. We went. Uh, we went got some stuff to do some home improvement, and then it rained all weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> We, oh, bought so bath. <laughs> we bought a bird bath and some mulch. So, well, so you the good news is, set up the bird bath and now it's full. It's I full. haven't <laughs> yet because <laughs> it's been raining. Now. Well, I have to. You know, we're going to put it in this. We have this um, flower bed at the, at the front of the house that nothing will grow in. <laughs> nothing. So we're going to kind of landscape a little bit, and the mm. bird bath is going to be the center part of that. Well, I have to. The, the land's kind of sloped, so it gets away from the house. Anytime it rains or anything. And so I have to go in there and level that one spot where the birdbath is so the birdbath's not leaning forward. <laughs> so I can't yeah, okay. do that while yeah. the ground's wet. Like, yeah.
2: when, when should I tell Glenn about the salt incident?
3: <laughs> salt incident? You put salt in my not, barbed?
2: Not on purpose. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it's that tree. It's that oak tree. <laughs> it, just, just, <laughs> it sucks all the nutrients it's out. It's the, of the tree. That oh, big old giant old tree. And- uh, well, There's even if you've got shade. stuff that wants shade, it doesn't it grow there. Grow. It just, it's just not getting any nutrients from the ground. Uh, as soon as you put it in, it browns up. It just does not, does not do well. So, so our hyacinth we'll, under the tree keeps coming up because those things are way residual. So we're, mm-hmm. we've decided that we're – not hyacinth. Uh,
2: host, uh, hostas? Hostas. Hostas are one of those plants it's, that's tough yeah, to kill. So them. we've
3: decided that we're just probably <laughs> going to put hostas in there between everything else that we – Landscapes. We should do cactus. Like <laughs> you don't have to I'd like i have,
1: them. I'd have to do like rock or gravel or dirt i've got there. some lava rock you can have yeah no, thanks
2: <laughs> can do gravel and cactus it'll be gorgeous we'll call you arizona Glen.
3: be like all those houses i saw out in las vegas that had rock lawns yeah actually that would solve my uh, and then you wouldn't have to mow it fact that i can't it <laughs> no especially when it's raining so much oh my gosh oh. my backyard's in jungle right now you get it's some like, different
2: hey, colored rocks and do a pattern and whatever, you, know. <laughs> you could do a time vortex around the tree crop circles know. yeah
1: see great so our uh, the lady who owned the house before us gave us her mower
3: oh that's oh, nice yeah. that happened to me on my last house
1: it can't won't start for some reason so we to take <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's why that's why she gave well, you the she mower was like,
1: well and she wasn't even mowing she had some neighbor kid come do it oh. so was it a, is it a pusher yeah, it's a push mower um i tried to start it and then we just loaded it up and took it over to uh somebody who can Look over it, really cheap and maintenance. I took my mom's mower over there too to get it maintained. You'd be
3: proud to know. Nice. <laughs> finally, after finally
2: last so, year
1: complaining about. I probably it. could. Have, I could
3: have changed the oil, the spark plug, and sharpened the blade for free. I could have stood
2: there, looked at it, scratched <laughs> my head, and
3: said, "It doesn't work." <laughs> I serviced mine last year and got it. it I, runs
1: that so sort better. of stuff. I could probably yeah. do it. Just
3: on on my mower, but I you're will. moving, so it's not <laughs> on like my that. mower.
1: I probably will. I'll, on my mom's, I'll tell her, "Hey, get it serviced." Yes. <laughs> you <laughs> you to be one I'm mowing your own. yard to begin with. There's so. a
2: fun level of, I can do something, I'm not going to do oh, something. Yeah. Just or because sh- you're, or should I? <laughs> just because you're
3: technically proficient enough to do it, <laughs> doesn't mean you should. There's a lot of times I look at projects What's... around my house and go, "I could do this." I shouldn't do it, but I could do this. I probably wouldn't do it right,
1: but I could do this. I'll probably be wading into that territory and learning what I can and can't do because I want to replace pretty much all the outlets in the house because they're all 2 Oh. Yes. None of them are grounded. That's- Although I could, my dad said that I could put in the 3 prong outlets and not actually ground it and not have a problem.
3: <laughs> well, unless you plug audio equipment in there, and then you'll have this nice...
1: Yeah, I don't have any
3: audio equipment other than the TV. So, so
2: we can't record
1: at your house? <laughs> <laughs> well, would it pick up on the... It would probably, computer, yeah. Really?
3: Well, yeah, maybe. There's well, actually, there's
1: one it, so. grounded outlet in the dining room.
3: We can't, we, can't, so. we can't record on any of this equipment at Sean's house without having any... <laughs> instances and and we don't have a ground problem here
1: we still don't have stuff on the wall and I still don't know (laughs) it's so echoey as it is now with hardwood floors and no carpet I mean Uh, it echoes a lot more I don't know how much putting stuff on the wall is going to help
3: I don't know Sean what would you do I saw you movie I, I saw I, you saw a movie. I heard I, I, you saw it. You saw my movie. You saw a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you saw a movie.
2: I saw. I saw lots of stuff this week. I'm so happy. Um, oh jeez. The big one we went out <laughs> and saw was Tomorrowland, yeah. which we did last night after work, and it is awesome. Um, I can. It's under-
3: funny because before you go any further, the critic reviews of it are not very good. Nope. They're panning They're it. They're p- doing. P- and, p- but p- everybody that I know that has seen it has said it's a great movie. Go see it. So.
2: There, there, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There are some scripting plot problems that I just chalked up to Lindelof being Lindelof. Did he write it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He co-wrote it with Brad Bird. All the awesomeness, I'm going to chalk up to Brad Bird. All the plot problems, <laughs> I'm going to say, are, are totally Lindelof channeling lost again. Um, but it's – you remember how – I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Tomorrowland at the Disneyland Park was kind yeah, of this, we knew that.
1: I, <laughs> cool, that's about I, all I know about Tomorrowland. and the part well, exactly. it was it
2: was supposed to be this grand vision of the future the The problem as the the years went on is it was this grand vision of the future from the fifties, so if <laughs> you went in like the eighties and nineties and stuff it didn't have it, that you it, know, has charm, well, it has a charm true well, has a charm that effect. the movie oozes that charm mm. just all over the place because it is it's very much that idealistic you know future from the 50s mode
3: we call that retro sci-fi yeah, well, retro sci-fi <laughs> it, uh,
2: it it opens with uh, uh, this young boy um, going to the uh, new york world's fair in 64 hmm. and he is uh, the, the young inventor's symposium thing and he comes up with his backpack and pulls it out and hugh Laurie is the guy who's kind of looking at him like eh, okay what do you got kid and he pulls out an electrolux vacuum cleaner that he has retrofitted into a jetpack Mm. he says, well, does it work? And then there's this wonderful flashback scene with the kid bouncing across the yard. <laughs> it's like, well, it doesn't really fly, but, you know. He says, then what's the point of it? And he goes, what? He says, well, what's the point of inventing it if it doesn't – you know what, if it, what does it do if it doesn't work? What's the point of it? And he says, but it will work. And he says, but, okay, what, let's assume it works. Then what? And he says, then what what? He goes, well, what do you do with it? And the kid looks at me and he goes, it's a jet pack. <laughs> if I saw a kid flying overhead in a jetpack, I'd be inspired. Sold me right there. The whole movie is built kind of around that premise of we've lost the inspiration and the, you know, mm-hmm. the drive to go do things instead of just being this. And, yeah, there's a plot to it and everything like that. But that feeling, that Walt Disney, let's go do this because we can. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm on board with that. And I just, I had a great time. It was wonderful and we loved it. And yes, it's got, you know, George Clooney in this kind of adventure, sci fi subplot thing that's going on, too. But it doesn't matter. I'm having a good time because you're optimistic. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> totally where I'm at with this. And I generally think the critics that didn't like it are just. Well, it wasn't dark enough. Yeah, <laughs> just, I mean, it, it is it is PB I saw that they're going to do
1: a uh, either prequel novel or graphic novel. Good. Exploring, like, the history of Tomorrowland.
2: Yeah, I'd be down for it. it's
1: like no characters carrying over. It's just set in the past. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It was really, I, I love the look of it. It was really well filmed and all that jazz. And there's a, there's a wonderful scene where they deal with this um, kind of sci-fi-ish uh, retro shop and man, the shout-outs galore throughout Geekdom. Some of the big ones are there. Obviously, you expect to see Star Wars in this movie, and there's a lot of that. But they had the black hole. They had. The, I mean, it was just. I, you, I'd have to go back and rewatch that scene over and over and over again just to make sure I <laughs> caught all the stuff they crammed into it. But yeah, it was really good. We Mel and I both really enjoyed it. And uh, I, this is definitely one I say: don't listen to the critics. Just go, go and make your own opinion. Uh, what else? We finished Archer season. Five Or Archer Vice, which is fantastic. And we watched, um, the, the, other than we watched it, this is the only thing I will say about it. We watched Smoke and Aces 2 Assassin's Ball. Utterly forgettable. Don't bother. <laughs> we watched, um, what was the other one? I'm going to blank on it now.
1: The Flash season finale was incredible. Really good. Oh, man. <laughs> that 's I think is probably the best superhero show on TV right now, even as much as I love agents of shield flash it's, is just it's, so
3: much better it 's funny you say that because it's just I, I watch it and i i i love it absolutely love it i I, I eat it up it's it 's corny it 's comic booky it's fun it's great storytelling and then they splash great in acting. that then they splash in that c w angsty drama into it, yeah. and it all works and i have this struggle of why is that working? How
1: does this work?
3: Why is that working for audiences these days? And some of the
1: bonkers stuff that they can pull and off. then I go... And people love it.
3: Then I go, DC, how come you've got... Getting it so right on television and so wrong in film?
1: Well, and they've set up kind of the idea you had between the movies and the films. In the Yeah, in the show itself. It's ingrained now in the structure. I was spoiled on a certain thing that happened in the end. Um, I don't know how to say it without spoiling anybody, like Sean.
0: La la la. A
1: certain demise <laughs> I was spoiled on,
3: and that shocked the heck out of me.
1: I it, okay, so I knew it was coming. I kept
3: thinking, "Why is he here? Why is he here? Why is he?" <laughs> Oh, (laughs) I I saw that coming,
1: and or I knew it was going to happen, and I raised so many questions. I even mentioned all of them to Sarah, except for the one that actually happened. (laughs) And I should have seen that coming. I was
3: pleasantly surprised by that.
1: Oh, pleasantly surprised. It was Kyle and I this morning because Kyle watches Flash too, you know, and we were we geeked out over about the the finale for about a half hour. Do you remember the other thing you watched? No. no,
2: Game of Thrones, but again, I haven't seen this week's.
1: I'm actually behind on Orphan Black. I'm not being able to keep up. Have you
3: watch any more Arrow?
1: Uh, a little bit. I went and rewatched the first Flash crossover, the Flash versus the Arrow, and then watched the follow-up episode on the Arrow. And I haven't watched any more since then. Yeah, was, I was. Like Thursday, I actually went to bed at a decent time and got up early <laughs> on Friday. It was really weird. I got up at like 8 o'clock in the morning, oh. 7.30 7 in the morning. You remembered. You remember? I remembered. I knew if I stalled long. Yeah, that was a <laughs> thank
2: you. <laughs> the wheels was turning. The hamster was I dead. <laughs> uh, in a world. Ah,
1: yeah. What would you think? Was I really big? liked it. I knew you would. Yeah,
2: it was, it was good. It was a lot of fun. It... Uh, he
3: told you what took you so long? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it,
2: it it very much has that kind of indie. You know how indie movies don't really end. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's just that like a big Hollywood production. I don't know
3: that they open in, or they, they they don't end. They end very
1: open ended.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> they, they just well they, they you know we've
1: seen the, that story, but you know it's going to kind of keep going.
2: Yeah, well, if it was a Hollywood production, you would have got the happy ending. Yeah, and I mean, indie films they set even up- kind of reference that that's. Not what this is. But Indie I kind films of want to
3: any films always seem to set up as though, you know, you know what the ending is. It's almost like they're telling the the viewer, you know what the ending is. Yeah. And it's more of a nod to it's whatever you think. You know? It's not a Yeah. But I still occasionally like to be head over the head with it. I <laughs> do. So I, I, I totally so do. I, I, like I, like the I love ending. the Hollywood indie. Don't get me wrong. But that's how what indie so, films do. So I well, got, this I,
1: didn't I, end sad either. Well, so. No, it, didn't,
2: it,
3: didn't have, it wasn't like a tragedy. But it no, just, no, no. Indie films don't always have a bleak ending. Like, no.
2: it, it went along and it did its thing and it told its story and it kind of built up with it. We've got this part of it and this part of it and this part of it. And we got to the end and it was like, ta-da. I was like. I just, I, I was left wanting with like five minutes, even a title card, a cutscenes freeze frame. This is what happened to so-and-so. I was like, yay! I just, I just wanted that. But no, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I
1: wonder if Lake Bell left it open, kind of, so hopefully to maybe follow, no. follow up.
3: No. No. <laughs> no, they won't do it. No.
1: <sighs> no. I did that just to go <laughs> Yeah, I know you did. I'll tell you. No spe- capes.
3: <laughs> speaking of indie films, I've been watching an indie project. It's not a film. Uh. You guys, seen any episodes of Girls? Which seems weird that I'm watching Girls. But uh, I've heard about. I've heard wonderful Dunham. things about oh, it. Man, I I, I've been that, watching. That's one it. of the I'm things I've se- been wanting to do like on HBO. Go. I'm on season three, and it's oh my gosh, it's a, it's really really well done, and it, it the whole series reminds me of one big epic long indie film is what it what it is, mm. and it's 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 quite enjoyable. You're in season three already. I'm in season three. Wow. Of course, there's only. T-
1: they're pretty. They're pretty manageable.
3: Is there even ten episodes in a season? There's somewhere between eight and ten episodes a season. So, oh, that's yeah. They're uh, they're quick and they're fast. only twenty minutes, twenty three minutes yeah. on average.
2: I also started my uh, my watch of uh, Clone Wars finally. So oh. how far only, are you? I'm did you only start with the movie. Well, yeah, I'd seen the movie. Oh, I know, but did you no, rewatch it? I movie? didn't go back and re-watch. see. I rewatched the movie, which I probably should have because I'll be honest. There's episode be one, there was points. like, what? The, oh yeah, that was in the movie. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, and there's plot points later on in the season that. So how far are you following?
2: Oh, I'm only maybe six episodes in. Oh, okay. We, we, we just. Uh, I think
3: I'm five in, so I'll catch up to you, and we'll just watch along. Okay. <laughs> just determine how I'll many try to, to watch keep pace with you.
2: We just had the. They were on a on a planetoid that was emitting a, a beep, 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 and the separatists were right, right. Okay, I just watched that one.
3: All right. Well, maybe I've watched. six that
1: Because I remember that one recently.
2: Uh, did it have a name?
1: I don't remember. I don't. Remember the, name. I don't I, the one with Grie, was Grievous in that one.
2: Yeah. Well, but he he really wasn't. They, they, this was like an outpost that was designed to just kind of be a censor a, a post. And they sent a fleet of battle droids in that captured the outpost and hardwired the beep 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 so that there was this all clear and the Federation thought that everything was cool with the Republic and uh, meanwhile grievous and the fleet of bad guys were going to sail in through that all clear signal and nobody would have been the wiser but there was a stalwart couple of clones that
1: like, okay that's not the episode i was thinking of yeah Had was the one with the have you guys watched the ship that has the emp up since? Yes. yes oh, mm-hmm. yeah that was, before I was
3: that was that was a Two-parter? Technically a 3
1: Well, yeah, because there were two
2: proper and then a a utopia. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's pretty good. It's not captured my full attention yet, but I've kind of heard that season one's a little...
1: Yeah, it's up and down. A little up and
2: down, so... That's it, I think. I don't know. If I remember something else, I'll interrupt us later. In a world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She did really good... Job in the movie, too, acting-wise. I'm I'm always impressed by her
3: whenever I see her in something. And I would believe that she would be a great female voiceover. Oh, yeah, she totally would.
1: Started while we're doing news. News. So, Moffat and RTD have been talking. (laughs) Uh, So, RTD told... Negotiations continue. (laughs) Told Stephen according to Radio Times... RTD told Stephen Moffat to bring back River Songs, or River Song, Capaldi and Kingston is a sex storm. And Moffat says he's certainly not ruled it out.
2: More specifically, he said, you come <laughs> it, back and write it.
1: <laughs> but and he also said it would probably need to be censored yeah. if he came back and wrote it. I don't know if I like the idea of River coming back. I'd be fine with I, it. It depends on how it's done.
2: It's it's one of those things that, on the one hand, yeah, I'd be totally down for it. Just for the sake of seeing her and Capaldi together. I think yeah, they would the have great chemistry. Them, yeah. However... Storytelling aspect. The storytelling Is it needed? We kind of got a farewell. River said her goodbye. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, she was Matt Smith's, Yeah, you know... Companion. We'll say that. You know, I don't think of River and 10. I think of River and 11. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so to suddenly throw her into the mix with 12, especially from the standpoint that does that throw any confusion into the well, technically, you should have died because you were on your last regeneration until this wonderful gift came down. And, yeah, and blah, blah, Unless we go back to a point when she's still around, but that would kind of throw but off. She the, would still. Backward time travel. Uh, and it would still, she would it, still so. have that
1: question, knowing because she knows our. It's established that she knows all of his incarnations, and if he, she sh- if he showed up and she didn't know this one, or unless they just didn't address it and she just knew this one.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It like would I be say, complicated. The, 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 it's, if, if the story called for it, okay. If you could find a way to make the story call for it, okay. Yeah, I'm down for it, but yeah, don't ruin the character just to give me the stunt casting.
3: Agreed, for all the reasons you said. <laughs> Sorry, River's no. done. And I don't need to jump I, in on that one. No, I'm quite tired of of the the trolling that's happening here. So.
1: Well, and I'm also I'm done. As much as I love Captain Jack, his, he's done too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, oh no! Let's, let, let's move forward. Let's do more new
3: characters and have more s- new series regulars and I'd still like to have Jack back. Visiting the well. I don't I think, think Jack, Jack and Capaldi <laughs> would. Have
2: no, I think
3: Jack's the only one you could bring back as a as a one or two off. But that's yeah. it. I uh, yeah. I don't think he needs to be a recurring character. Oh
2: yeah, no, 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 not a regular.
3: But no, I'm I'm. River's done. Her story's done, and I think that that Moffat put a nice bow on that. I think once you bring her back, it cheapens that aspect of it as well. So. I agree. And again, I think. I think Moffat and Davis are having a lot of fun, which is great. But I think by dragging this into the media, whenever the media, I'm not faulting them, but when the media drags it into the media. It's trolling. Well, uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm when
1: we're to. in uh, such a kind of drought for The <laughs>
3: Who-related news other than <laughs> set pictures and possible spoilers. See, that's, that's the problem is nobody can let it lie. I mean, yeah. It, it let's gets go back and talk about classic like we do. Let's go back and talk about yeah, all episodes. Exactly. Let's review stuff. Let's talk about stuff that's established, not stuff that we think should be. That's, yeah. it's, Did
2: it's, you hear they found all the missing episodes in Nigeria? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would be awesome. Well,
1: And then the, the, the only other news is – I think poo poo the only news we had of no, no. the week. Well, I'm the just people saying I'm, I'm, other people involved in the show talking about generically what's to come, which isn't really too much news. I, um, I think
3: it's okay to to, to speculate upon things well, that are pretty concrete. Don't get me wrong.
1: Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, but when we start saying, okay, talking okay, in clouds statement. about Liver Strong, yeah. song
3: that's, that's not even that's not even realism right now.
1: Um, but Moffat recently has said. We're in a very different place with the Doctor and Clara, and this is in relation to 12 pretending he doesn't fancy her. There was so much of that I'm-not-your-boyfriend in season 8 that I find this interesting. We're in a very different place with the Doctor and Clara in the modern series. It's been a while since since I've seen the early stages of the 12th Doctor trying to pretend he doesn't fancy Clara. Oh, you're ugly. Disgusting. Stop looking so good. In truth, in most cases, with the Doctor, he always loves them more than they love him. That's his story. He's always besotted with them, even though he's trying to pretend that he isn't. So the first half of that makes it sound like he actually fancies, he- fancies Clara, and it- the other half makes it sound like it's more of a brotherly love that the Doctor has for all of his companions.
2: And that aspect of it, I'm okay with, I, and, and and I and I agree with it to an extent that he, he, you know, I, I don't know that that sounds almost more like more more trolling from from Moffat yeah. because
1: so many of these Moffat statements just seem like trolling
2: unless he came up with a really cool idea for a reason to do it. I just yeah, it's not not a road I think we need to go down.
1: Well, and he could just be talking very small nuances in the character, not some big plot point that's going to happen.
2: Well, but again, I think we'd wrapped... Well, of course, we're, all bets are off now because we had... <laughs> Clara came back, but...
1: Um, yeah, she's not done, so... If
2: if it had ended there, his, his, the simple statement of, you always look like this to me, you know, that spoke so many volumes for that not relationship.
1: Just, well, and not, not just her, I think. Yeah. I right. mean, even for Sarah Jane and Joe when he got to see them when they were older it I, it kind of comes across like that statement still stands true yeah i would too.
2: agree with that so when
3: trolling <laughs> <laughs> no i mean yeah, every every time that Moffat does an interview he does these kind of things and how many times have we in the past heard statements that he said and then when he lays it out in a in a series it's completely different than what he told us so uh, i i don't know why we keep falling for this crap
1: we don't fall for it. It's just a matter of there's no other news to
3: talk about. Well, you're absolutely right. And again, I'm not, I'm not being the stinker here because it's, it's, it's the, the news drought. isn't worth it because obviously it's what everybody's talking about. But I refuse to engage the, in, the wilderness
1: months. In the, the wilderness months.
3: That's it for news. Did you hear about that Omni rumor,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Glenn? Do you have a Doctor Who legacy tip? tip? Of the week. I do. I was hoping we'd talk a bit more about that so I can get this all lined <laughs> out. But yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Um, That's all the opinions I had This this, this, tip, w- I think, this tip of
2: the week comes from Glenn.
3: <laughs> this tip of the week, actually, I think I've talked a little a bit about this before, but uh, I wanted to bring this up again, especially this week, because Chapter 2 is um, where they have placed our um 150... Experience, 150% Mm. experience. And so you're actually getting some experience. And so in the past I've talked about when we start going and farming for experience, one of the things that I and a lot of our listeners have pointed out is, uh, Time Lord Ben specifically as well, is, I think Eric even pointed this out, is uh, Jenny in the fan area is a very good place to go in order to get um, uh, experience. And it's especially good when they are offering 150 in the fan area. But when you go into um, Chapter 2 and you're looking for something to do experience, a really good one to do is Wedding of River Song, Weakest Link. And the reason why I like to do this one is because there is one um, enemy in this, and that's it. So any team you bring in there with fairly high-leveled characters will defeat him quickly. The other thing that is, is a bonus of this is I find myself with the advanced Time uh, fragments, and by that I mean like the 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 last one the fragment, the, the, the rainbow crystals. Yeah, um, I find that I I I rarely ever need those when I, especially when I'm building lower characters up. Oh, yeah. And I always have those, seem to have those maxed out at is it 150? That you mm-hmm. have, always seem to have those maxed out. So if you're maxed out in those particular time fragments, they don't drop. But fortunately, if you go into chapter two, this particular level drops black predominantly. Now, if you don't get a black. Uh, time fragment every time, but you'll get one from time to time, and usually one hit will take out this one um, enemy, whereas with Ginny, you have three, and while most of the time I can take all three of them out with one hit as well, this actually makes it simpler and you can cycle through, and with the with the 150 experience on this week until presumably Wednesday night, when they or Thursday when they add the new patch, right now, Ginny is uh, 22,500 experience for the level. And right now, uh, Wedding of River Song, Weakest Link in Chapter 2 is 23,469. So you're actually getting a little bit more for a little less effort put into it. Plus you're having the chance, if you're in my situation where you've just maxed out your uh, high-tier time fragments, And you're needing the black and the the pink, which is Mm -hmm. important as well because you can't get those in the fan area with the exception of the one level that you can go in and farm those. And so I'm actually getting a little bonus because I'm getting a little more uh, experience in this level. And I'm also getting fragments to drop more frequently because those are the ones I'm using to uh, level up lower characters. So I would suggest if you're looking for something just solely for experience and you want that little added bonus of getting some of those fragments from time to time, this would be the one to go. Again, it's mm. Wedding River Song, Weakest Link. It's quite high in the, um, I'd say it's probably two-thirds of the way up in, uh, of the list of uh, oh, okay. things that are open. So if you're working through see, uh, Chapter 2 right now, obviously you know, you'll know you have to get there. If you already have done Chapter 2, it's one you can pop in there and do real easily. So mm. that is my suggestion, and that is my Doctor Who Legacy tip of the week.
2: Now, just to clarify with that, you're talking about taking in a team that is mostly maxed out and then just having a couple of lower...
3: That's an excellent point, because that's what I do. In order to... The nice thing about this particular level is is you don't have to pull... I have right now, I have the Doctor, completely maxed out. Um, And there's no rhyme or reason other than I've just had these guys on a team. Um, (laughs) I've got Stormageddon, uh, Toby, and the Ark. And the reason being is because those guys pair. Uh, 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 Stormageddon turns uh, Jim's black so does Toby and then the arc gives him the bonus and so I don't ever have to use him in this level in that way but that's why they're teamed together and then I have put two actually I've got them all the way up to 41 just within a day of playing um, but I have two silence in there now that I'm trying to level up um, and so yes you could actually replace any of those first three along with two with even level you know 40 shy just even shy of level 40 and still manage this level very well because it's a chapter two level you don't need a really experienced team to even go in here now it may take you more than one hit because a lot of times I'm going in here with this team hitting him one time and he's gone yeah and so I can cycle through it quicker but in this instance unlike Jenny who, Takes If you've got a lower-powered team along with those couple that you've added on there to level up, then it's going to take a little bit more effort in order to take those out. But with this one having only one uh, enemy, it makes it a lot simpler. It's a lot more manageable. Now, again, I don't remember for sure exactly what the experience is on this level once the 150 goes away. I presume you could subtract... Roughly 50% <laughs> of what you're getting yeah. here. A half of, of the 150. No. You divide it by three. Divide it by three. There you and go. And then subtract one third. There you go. Look at that. That that would be what Mass. this level is. So after oh, this week Still is Still no over. algebra. <laughs> that was another reason I wanted to do this as a tip of the week this week, because you really only have a few more days on the 150. Now, that being said, it seems like every week we get somewhere that they put the 150 experience. Yeah, yeah. So that will cycle back around here as well. So if you don't get to it this week, just wait a few weeks; it'll probably be back into chapter two again.
2: And I suppose an added uh, tip for just this one is, of course, the the, the villain of the piece is um, oh, what's his name?
3: Um, I can't remember. He's the one he battles in live chess. Yeah. And, um, well, he's the, yeah, the Mark writer, Gatis. Mark Gates. Thank you, Mark Gates. Mark Gates. M- Mar- character, yeah.
2: uh, who is black, at least as far as his uh, damage goes. His is bl- gem Is or his, black? Uh, yeah. yeah. His damage. Is black. So if you go in with a predominantly yellow team, or mm-hmm. somebody, you know, not not only do you need you know, a couple of
3: you're going to do a lot better against him. In right. That That's, you know. Words difficult. Although, uh, <laughs> because, I'm, you know, a good question is that because I can't remember how it works. That because I'm going in there with a very strong black team, uh, that sounds very racist. Because I'm going in there with a black gemmed <laughs> team. <laughs> did it? (laughs) It really did. Um, I apologize. I didn't intend that. Hadn't thought about Uh, it until you pointed it out. Let me find out what – let me get back in here really quick. The nice thing is it it loads through really fast too. And if I target him – see, none of the characters that I'm using are getting a a negative against him as well because Mm. the, the black characters don't. Because, in fact, they're probably the only ones that aren't weak against another color. Because black and yellow balance each other out. Right. So yellow is stronger against black, but black is neutral against black. Black's right. even against black. So, uh, in my case, actually, in any case, because there aren't any one, the ones that are weaker against uh, black level characters yeah. or black characters. So. so, there you go. Fun stuff. Keith's having a little more trouble already. It must not have a very strong I have a team. Very low team. A very low team on there. But them. he's manageable too. That's oh, the other yeah. thing I'm is if you, if you have a relatively low. T- I mean, you, obviously you don't want to go in there with a, a twenty level team. You want to go in there with you know 25, 30, 40 is ideal. Fifty is the best. See, I'm even um, lower than that. See, uh, but 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 again, manageable at that point as well because it's he's not going to completely desecrate your team when you go in there, and it's not how. Uh, you're knocking him down. Just you're just kind of chipping away at him, yeah, but it's. I mean, it depends on the it's color. It's a manageable, music. and you know you're done because it's one wave, and then yeah, you yeah, got it. Now you've I don't have to worry you've about earned that experience. Well, and in your all. case, even though it took you a little longer to do it, it's you get that you're getting more experience, experience across the board because you've got more people. Yeah, to I've got an so. 18, 23, 35,
1: 28, and thirty six. See, there you go. And these are just kind of random ones that I'm kind of work they work well somewhat together but not the best it also
2: helps that if you wind up in a protracted battle with him at least normally his first attack is a not quite lock
0: yes his
2: second attack is i'm gonna sap some of your health in the gems and then he usually has a two turn before he actually hits you with anything so you've realistically got four turns before you lose any damage
3: one of his is a lockout one of his is a drain and then he starts to attack. drain thank you Yeah. yeah
2: So that gives you a couple, you know, a couple swings for the fences before. uh, And, of course, if you have
3: some tips of the week, send them our way and uh, we'll utilize them on the show. Um, We're trying to keep track of what we've done so we aren't being repetitive. And, again, I may have mentioned this before, but I don't think we framed it around tip of the week. And it was obviously timely to bring it back since we have the 150% experience in Chapter 2 this week. And thank you very much, Doctor Who Legacy team, Tiny Rebel Games. We appreciate it. You guys continue to give us some phenomenal stuff. and Keep up the good work. Just an update on everything. I'm still working on maxing uh, players out, so I'm not anywhere close to Time Lord Ben as far as my team or uh, my uh, companions being. I'm sure Time Lord Ben is
2: listening to this tip going.
1: Eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, why would I need that? What's, what's I, experience. <laughs> I
3: have managed to um, finish all of that's available in season two. Uh, bigger than the inside, I, I maxed that out several weeks ago, and I have dropped all of the characters that are available now. So, including Polly. So,
1: and you already got all the expert characters. I right? do have all the expert characters. I have.
3: I there's nobody. I, there's only characters right now that I could buy. I think I've got. Uh, a couple of winders that I could buy, but I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I chose... When I actually did use some time crystals, I'm glad I chose to buy Silence because you saw who showed up this week, the red winder, and he Uh was one of the characters that was for purchase in the store who I weighed my options between Silence or winders, and then I noticed the winders have dropped out, so that makes me sort of wonder if we're going to get more winders in the game and and be able to get all of those that way, so I I I won't have to use any time crystals. So... Um, but yeah, I, I dropped the winder and let's see who who did I get? New? I, the winder was new this week. Well, not this week, but recently. Um, Strachman Lux, Donna Noble, Strachman Madame Lux. de Pompadour, He's the other library guy. He's the one oh, that's leading okay. the ex, or uh, okay. funding the expedition ex, <laughs> long expedition long time, so to the library, and he's also the, the one who, as as we find out later, it was his sister that. Had died and was yeah, sent to his, the library. She's his, the, his the, the brains of the... Yeah. Or was it his sister or was it his... Was it even further back than that? I think it was further back. It was back another generation. Like though. Yeah. grandma Yes, or that's great. Um, and then, yeah, Rignette, which, who is obviously Madame de Pompadour. And Polly. Polly Wright. I'm at
2: 106 unlocked of 143 companions and 419 stars. Nowhere near close How do I know? to
3: know? Oh, it up here at the top? Oops. I'm at 88 oh, right of 143. You're where? 88.
1: 88.
3: I'm 134 out of 143.
1: 263 stars. I have a bunch of characters that I could upgrade and get more stars, but I don't know if I want to spend the crystals <laughs> to use them yet. Because there's some I'm still kind of low on. So it's like, uh, do The I eternal have to... struggle.
2: Yeah. How many <laughs> do stars to did do you this? say you have? Uh, four nineteen. Oh,
3: you're getting there. I'm at five seventy seven. Yeah, you're. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was. I thought I was on a really good tear, and then.
3: Well, you know another, like, another thing. I started I, playing again. It's another like, thing oh, that a- occurred to me was I was going and maxing my team completely out, and then it occurred to me I could get the stars a lot quicker if I just got to level forty one. You don't have to go all because the you don't way. have to go to fifty because you're done. You've got five stars once you get to level forty one. Yeah. And so I decided to start doing that, and then go back and max everybody out
1: after we got so, everybody yeah. else done. All right. Well, shall we move on to feedback? Yes, please.
2: Feedback. Feedback. We've got some feedback. Jesse. <laughs> some flashback
3: there. Yeah. I thought of a video we should have done this week. What? Has anybody seen the um, Charlie Charlie challenge It's <laughs> <that's> going around <laughs> right now? Social media. And, oh. The what, Maybe I'll save it because I thought of a fun thing we could do. Okay, let me explain the Charlie Charlie challenge. I'll explain the challenge.
2: Explain the challenge and save the
3: video. All right, so this is essentially the 21st century version of the Ouija board. (laughs) And what you do is you take a piece of paper and you draw four quadrants. And in two of the diagonal quadrants you put yes and two of the diagonal quadrants you put no. So you've got yes, no, yes, no in the four quadrants. Okay. Okay. Then you take a pencil and you make a cross, so you've, you've quadranted out your quadrants. You've, you've got lines for your quadrants. You stack one pencil on the other, and they, they, they set in the crossways. And then you say the words, Charlie, Charlie, are you here? I think is how you say it. Or, Charlie, Charlie, can we play? And when you do that, you watch the pencils, and the p- one pencil on the top will pivot around to either yes or no. And there's Vine videos all over the internet. I was laughing at this thing because there's people that actually believe this. That word. <laughs> Charlie must be oh, here. <laughs> <laughs> you had to you say the words. words. And hang on. Hang got on. to fix this. Oh,
1: she's the best part of Okay, so or?
3: a technical glitch there, which I'm going to leave in because I may be able to attribute that to the fact that, that Charlie must have shown up. But anyway, the, the lore behind this is Charlie is this Mexican demon. And this is actually like real Mexican Latin American lore. That Charlie was this demon, like and he apparently this game is, has is, been around for years, but it's just grabbed traction. And is Charlie Spanish for if Chupacabra. If you don't <laughs> end the game by telling Charlie to leave, or I can't remember exactly what the premise of it is, if you don't close this game out, he will. Well, there's many accounts of what he'll do. He'll either possess somebody or he'll bring negativity to your house or he will do nasty things. He won't go away. It's it's, it's his kid's thing. It's, it's We kind of talked off mic. It's it's a lot like Bloody Mary or uh, Candyman. You look in the mirror. You say the name three times and the supposedly name appear behind you in the mirror. Those kind of things. So in the dark, you know. Anyway, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Beatles. latest incarnation of that. And I just, what made me think of it is I've been watching vines all night at work after I got done, going, these people are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let
2: me get this straight just so that I, uh, I am. I'm I thought clearer. it'd be
3: fun for us to do it, but do it on video and put it on our YouTube channel.
1: That'd be something we could periscope to.
3: Yeah, I could periscope it. There are all kinds of possibilities. <laughs> We do it at Sean's house, so if there really was a demon, it would stay that, here. That's the point I wanted to get to. There might
1: not close the game
3: just to see what happens. <laughs> if you get a chance, Google it and watch some of these vines that these kids. It's on there's YouTube videos yeah. and stuff. It's a hoot. It huh. is it is such a hoot. Anyway, I totally derailed the <laughs> podcast for that. Maybe maybe it's Charlie Pollard. Pollard. there I brought it around to Doctor
1: Pollard.
2: <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> they call her Charlie. Only Thank her well. friends get to call her Charlie.
1: Alright, Eric writes in. He writes, All creatures great and small. Hey guys, it's been a while. Yeah, I know you've been reading my legacy tips, but I sent all those to you a while ago. And I guess <laughs> I ought to send you some more, since you had none last week. Yes, please do. Yes, please. Uh, life's been pretty busy here at the Swan Fire Farm in recent months. Between my attending college, my wife teaching college, raising three boys, and trying to make a productive farm and profitable business, while all these things have been have been true since I first started listening, things have just felt especially stressful lately. Thankfully, my wife and I are both on a much-needed summer break. Hopefully, we can get stuff done and have a little time to relax. Let's see, the last time I checked in, I think we only had... Uh, Two new goat kids, Falcon and Stargazer. They have since been joined by Prometheus, Serenity, and Talon. We, Talon, what is Talon from?
3: Batman?
2: Talon's a a Batman villain.
3: T-A-L-Y-N?
2: L-N-O-N, isn't it? No, No, he's called T-A-L-Y-N. Oh, well then no, it's not
3: Batman.
1: My uh, step-nephew is named Talon. I just know. T
3: Y L A N? I think so. Huh. Farscape. Farscape. Oh, okay, there you
2: go. I have, must not have gotten to that. I don't I, I I watch
3: Farscape. So. I watched, like, first, seen, you should
2: watch watched Farscape. I've seen, episodes so long. seen no.
1: all of it. Uh, we also chimed in, or claimed, we also claimed a buck kid from a nearby farm before he was born, and we're somewhat surprised that we got to name him. His name is Enterprise. <laughs> I spent most of last month binging on Game of Thrones during my free month of HBO Now. (laughs) I went from halfway through season two to almost caught up right before I find lots of people giving up on it because of the most recent episode. (laughs) I'm not going to comment on that further here other than to say how frustrating that is. Oh, well, story of my life. I'll comment on it. I don't see why people are giving up on it. I agree. I, I, I wanted. To, I, I heard the scuttlebutt about it and expected something horrible. And while it is bad, it's not it's good. Bad. I wanted I to we wait. Would see
3: more of it. I wanted to wait until the next until I saw the, this week's episode because it's hard to justify something that happens like that anytime. Well, you can't justify but, the but the activities. But. but what? But if 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 it is there for a point to further the story. I had to wait till I saw the resolution because it's, it happens at the very end. I think so. it.
1: I think it does help further uh, her story. Okay. Having seen the next episode, I didn't give up. I kept going. Yeah, and the next episode's really good. So I, I,
2: I would just slight spoilers, I guess, but I would just challenge this by saying: A, there was a wedding involved, so you should you guys should have known that something
1: bad was going to happen. <laughs> B. This is Game of Thrones. <laughs> Nothing good happens to anybody ever. B. She's a Stark. <laughs>
2: <It's> just, <laughs> wow! I hope you don't like this character because something inevitably bad is going to happen. Here. And three, we're talking about Ramsey Bolton. I yeah. can't say I was terribly surprised by it. Yeah. You know, I just now, you know, really,
1: it, I'm surprised he didn't do worse.
3: Yeah, and uh, it sounds like he has done worse. Well, too. Yeah, but we didn't see it. Yeah, at oh, least. yeah. And, so, and, off story. Yeah. And,
2: and and having run through all of that, I, I don't want to come out and necessarily say it was tasteful. At least in how it was presented, because obviously it's a horrific act, but it it wasn't as graphic as the scuttlebutt I thought. Kind well, of everybody and it's like the
1: same scuttlebutt from last season with Jamie and Cersei.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I didn't quite understand the scuttlebutt with that either. So uh, it was horrific. What I happened. think
3: I think that was more appalling on a certain level because of where it was happening uh, and what uh, was happening. Yeah. This was appalling because it it was flat out. Rape. Oh, Let's yeah. just say it. I think everybody knows. If you've been on any social media this week, you've seen the headlines. But I, I, I'm not justifying it at all because it's it's horrific and it probably doesn't have any place in media. But again, I I I really wanted to wait until I saw this week's episode to see if there was any sort of minute, small reasoning for it to be there for the for the story
1: i And I think there is okay and well, and just based off of uh, the actress's comments about it, how this is the favorite thing her favorite thing that's happened to the character so far because it gives such growth later on, okay, so she loved she she loved it I've, if the actress is okay with it and then hate it, it's I don't know she used them probably the most invested in the character than anyone else.
3: I love how uh george r r martin, yeah mm-hmm. um. <laughs> Who's in Kansas City Every City time somebody. Week? I thought it was. Oh, and, and he visited Hutchison. Yeah, Current question. If, I think it's funny that every time <laughs> that something like this happens in the series, he gets flooded with comments about, you know, what do you think it is? <laughs> what do you think it is? Every time his answer I is. I wrote this 20 years ago. These are two different things. What happens in the TV show now is theirs. Oh, that's true. What happened in the books is mine. Because this whole storyline with Sansa this is not in the books. Yeah.
1: yeah. I forgot about that.
3: I, I just i I get a chuckle every time he's like, "I,
1: I don't know, I don't You're have an for you."
3: Yeah. It's their thing.
2: <laughs> Let me explain. Nah, it's too much. Let me yeah. sum up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, he continues. Oh, a couple more things before I get to the point. Glenn, how's this treating you?
3: I haven't gone any further since the <laughs> color of
1: magic yet, but I hope well, you. It's, on, have-
3: it's it's I've got a stack of material. I don't have a physical stack because I've. For the most part, as if people know, I, I read digital media. Glenn
2: has gone to a paperless library. Right.
3: But I, I, I have what would be, for tangible people, um, a stack <laughs> of things to read. And I'm not even done reading what I've been trying to get through for a month. and To no reason other than the fact that I just haven't had time. A cue list. Yes, I have a cue list. There you go. I like that, Keith. Nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, he goes on... He, oops, sorry, my screen went black. He says, uh, what was I? I hope you didn't give up after the first few.
3: No, I haven't even given up after, up after the first one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they started
3: out pretty mediocre, but after. Oh, no, a- I didn't think it was mediocre at all. Well, then hopefully it just
2: continues to meteorically <laughs> rise up for you. Because yeah. I, I kind it of was, felt the same it, way. I thought they were eh, mediocre. It wasn't, the best. Enjoyable, it but wasn't
3: but. the best book I'd ever read, but <laughs> mediocre would be underselling it. Sorry, I keep jumping to your answer, and I should wait till he's done. Uh,
1: but at, after a bit, Sir Terry really begins to flex his satirical muscles and put out some brilliant and frankly inspirational stories. Please hang in there a little longer. If you give up before getting to that point, I especially want to recommend Night Watch books and Small Gods as some of his best. You can even skip ahead to Small Gods without being terribly confused without it being terribly confusing, as it
3: stands alone in characters, location, and era. Good to know. No, I haven't given up. I haven't given up. plan is to read them chronologically, and just when I find the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sean, I seem to remember you mentioning trying to learn guitar a while back, but have not heard anything lately. I'm guessing that, like me, you stepped away from it for a while and you haven't gotten back to it. If that's the case, I want to recommend Yousician. Musician. Musician. It's an online subscription-based guitar tutorial service that uses your own guitar and a microphone to help you play song games like Guitar Hero or Rock Band. I found it to be a much more enjoyable way to learn. You can try it for free indefinitely. We only get about a half hour of playtime every twelve hours if you don't subscribe. So it's about.
2: Well, it's probably infinitely more than my practice time actually was. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guessed correctly. Yes. I did kind of have to step away from that for a little bit, which is frustrating because I, you know, I bought a guitar, man. <laughs> I've got, got an amp and a, you know, little bit. I do have, um, now that school's
3: done and out of the way for a little while, you yeah. can I, I, have I a little
2: more time. I bought, um, what is the name of it? Rocksmith. Yeah. Um, uh, which is the one where you actually plug a guitar into your, mm-hmm. and it's got a game disc for the, uh, the 360 and you play kind of like stuff. the
1: expert version of rock uh, kind of yeah. Day, yeah
2: but it, it, it's it's one of those things that everything i've read on it says basically all you have to do is is, is play just play the game and you will learn how to play guitar in a month i was like okay so you haven't even done that i haven't even done that so. <laughs> it's one of those well i have a cue list
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know how you feel
2: learn guitar it's in the list <laughs>
3: Now,
1: on to the topic of this episode. All creatures great and small.
2: Oh yeah, we're doing that today,
1: aren't we? <laughs> I felt obligated to write in for this one, considering it's concerning Peter Davison and a show that frequently involves livestock. I ended up watching uh, episode, Season 2, Episode 11, Season 3, Episode 6, and Season 4, Episode 6. If you're wondering why those three, it's because if you go to Wikipedia episode guide for the show and search GOAT... <laughs> Those are the only three to come up. <laughs> oh, good I have
3: job, to- Dan. <laughs> or not Dan, Eric. Sorry. Good job, Eric.
1: I have to wonder if I would have found this show more enjoyable if I watched it some, uh, some in order. But the stories seemed as disjointed as if I were to take three random episodes for an American soap opera and try to get an impression on them. It probably didn't help that when I watch shows, I tend to be on my iPad while I 'm working on chores, depending on the subtitles, in case I, dep- uh, working on chores, depending on the subtitles, in case i don't watch catch what they said. The audio on YouTube is frankly not good, and the automatic English subtitles are completely useless, <laughs> e g uh, an example, Veterinary was repeatedly subtitled as victory. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's worse than no subtitles at all, which my DVDs <laughs> did not have any. So, I'm hoping that I'd think better of the show if I was under better conditions. I know the show has a stellar reputation, so maybe my viewing conditions are to blame for me not feeling much that it was positive towards the characters, especially Siegfried. I really don't like Sieg- Siegfried. He just came across as a... Uh, came across came off as a classist jerk to me. Was that the point? Question mark. As for Davison and his character Tristan, I have to say that he made me think that this is what Adric would have been like if there were, if he were just a little older. <laughs> and a vet in the English countryside instead of a teenage mathematician getting into deadly situations with the TARDIS crew all over space and time. Which isn't to say that's necessarily bad. He probably would have been a bit been more suited for it I wish I had more to add but I don't and I'm probably running out of time anyway oh I do have one more thing even though it's digging back a month or two Sean even I know that Glenn had studied criminal justice (laughs) (laughs) Eric for the win until next time (laughs) (laughs) here's hoping I have better things to say Eric it's good to hear from you, Eric. I, I have Sean, no response to that.
3: It's <laughs> sad that our listeners know about more about me than you do. I'm old. <laughs>
2: I've had a stroke. That is my standard excuse for anything from this point forward.
3: Yeah, and I have to reach for that to forgive you sometimes. <laughs> you can
2: ask Chrissy. I used it earlier this week, actually. <laughs> sending sending out comic books and had to. What's your last name again? And she went really. Well, I think I know it. Chrissy Johnson. Yeah, that one. I think I know it, but
1: <laughs> speaking
2: of Chrissy, she sent in feedback. She did send in feedback. She writes, debauched choir boy. Must be talking about me. Dear Vortex Boys, since All Creatures Great and Small has been sitting on my to watch list forever. I guess this is what it took to finally get me to sit down and watch a few episodes. Okie dokie, then. The first thing I noticed about Tristan Farnan is that Peter Davidson plays him very much like he plays the Doctor. That is, if the Doctor didn't have any responsibilities to his companions or to the universe. <laughs> I think I remember an interview where Davidson, before he actually started on Doctor Who, but he had been cast, was told by a young fan that he'd like to see the Fifth Doctor be, quote, like Tristan, but brave. Yeah. Well, whether or not Davison actually took that request to heart, I have no idea, but it kind of seems like he did. I watched three episodes, two from season one and one from season four. Having grown up on a cattle ranch, I couldn't resist the episode where Tristan is trying to sell the newfangled technology of artificial insemination to a village full of old-timers who are still using folk remedies to cure the cows. <laughs> and then Tristan totally botches the process because his helpers don't have a clue what they're doing. That was hilarious to me. That was episode 3 of season 4, The Bull with the Buller Hat. Definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it yet. The other episodes I watched didn't have much Tristan, though. His first full episode where he comes home because he's failed all of his classes, he's not in it very much. He's mostly just comic relief for his older brother to yell at when he does something wrong or when he doesn't take his job seriously. Although that episode did end with him shirtless, (laughs) so I'm not complaining about anything. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I was, I'm <laughs> glad I, I do not have to. Uh, someone during Friday night who some weeks ago observed that Sean must be having a bad influence on me. I say that Sean would have to have had something would have to have had to have something to influence badly in the first place. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a
1: good point. Christine.
2: All in all, this is a fun series and one that I think I'll move further up my list of things to watch the summer. I've been on a period drama kick lately, and this definitely qualifies bonus points for being about farm animals in the country which makes me all kinds of nostalgic for back home at the ranch. Bye for now. Happy Memorial Day for the listeners in the states and have a good week to listeners everywhere else. Chrissy.
1: Thank you Chrissy. Chrissy. And that's it for feedback.
3: Okie doke. All creatures
1: great and small. The trials and misadventures of the staff of Country Veterinary Office in 1940s Yorkshire.
0: Yep, that about about sums it up.
1: Okay, so we talked before Mike. Uh, what, how many episodes you guys watch? I watched two. But one. I guess I was the one that watched the most. You did the most
3: homework this week. Uh, Keith will do the most talking this week.
1: <laughs> I watched three episodes from season one, but I talked about last week how he's not in episode one. Can I say in episode one, there is a bit more graphic things than I expected from the show. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that for just a moment. And I think a little bit in episode two. I don't want to appear
2: prudish. Far be it. I like to think of myself as pretty open minded and outgoing. And prudish is not a word that I would ever think of in anybody's That's vocabulary not, to know. describe me. They had a hand
1: not just a hand, <laughs> an arm, and a forearm up a cow's bottom on TV. And I know it happens. But they always cut away before it actually happens.
2: I sat there and looked at this and went, so, is this a real cow?
1: <laughs>
2: Surely this isn't animatronic. They wouldn't have built one of those for this. I'm
1: assuming it was a real cow.
2: <laughs> and I I, I I marveled at how this, was, this miracle was shot. And then the actor goes, <laughs> and pulls his arm out. And it's like, nope, that was a real cow. Flabbergasted. Did not expect to see... Any of this on television. I know it's British, and they're far advanced from us, and that we here in the States are essentially prudes. But it just floored
1: me that there was this much of it.
3: It's not something you'd see on Little House on the Prairie, that's for sure.
1: No, I I think I expected something a little bit more along the lines of Little House on the Prairie. Uh, Okay, so I watched three episodes in season one, and then an episode from season three, five, and seven.
2: So you bounced around quite a bit.
1: Well... I didn't want to rely on YouTube, so I went and... Those were the four box sets that the library had. So I just kind of... (laughs) I jumped forward in season... um, One. I watched the first two and then jumped forward and then watched the season premieres of each of the seasons. I watched
2: two and three.
1: Oh, okay. So I didn't watch three. I watched episode...
3: Eight. Of season one. I watched episode six of season one, and I had enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so I think ha- I got everything I need to know so out having of, watched the out show- of Peter Davidson's performance because I am not here to review this show. I will say that right now because I would have much worse things to say about this if I was here to review this show. I don't think it's a bad show.
1: It's a bit It's a bit slow. It's, it's a bit not a slow. good show. <laughs> it gets I think it gets a lot better, like jumping forward to season three it got season one I was not impressed with and I thought it was very dry and very slow uh, i jumped jumping forward to season three it was a little bit better season five wasn 't bad. the season six or the season seven episode was quite enjoyable and, and Chrissy kind of hits the nail on the head. Tristan is totally comic relief, and pretty much every episode I watched it 's in the later seasons, James and Siegfried somehow find a way to play a practical joke on Tristan. Every single episode. <laughs> he's like this gullible guy that will fall for anything.
2: <laughs> Which is quite the contrast from the second episode where yeah, he's, he, of, he's, he's the prankster. He's the one that's oh, trying yeah. to pull one over on James.
1: And I, I kind of get the impression that that's kind of why... And they're almost mean about some of the stuff they do. Like, okay, so the season seven episode I watched, which is the most recent one that I, I, I did, so it's freshest in my mind. Tristan had gone away. So this is from, in season five, he leaves at episode four. And takes off and goes to Ireland for pretty much all of season six except for one episode. And then comes back at the beginning of season seven. And so season seven begins with he's coming back home and apparently before he left, he got really drunk at a party and couldn't remember if he proposed to a girl or not. (laughs) So he didn't want to come back beholden to her. And so what's James do? Gets his wife to forge a letter from this girl Saying how she can't wait to see him to talk about their future and spray it with perfume, and poor peter day or poor Tristan's running around in a state of panic, afraid he's engaged to this girl that's just harsh and then Siegfried comes around and is trying to get him to get married, just to calm him down, and so there's confusion there, and it's just. The episode was really enjoyable. It was much more of the sitcom, of the comedy elements that I expected from the show than the serious, which isn't very serious in what I saw.
2: The, um, the show's – I agree with Glenn. It's, 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 it's a much drier, at least in the first season, the, the ones that I watched, um, than what I kind of expected. Because you hear you, – you cannot be a, a fan of all things British – Without, at some point in time, having heard of All Creatures Great and Small. Well,
1: even my mom read the books when I was younger. Yeah. So I knew. I even knew about it before I was even big in the British culture.
2: And, and, and uh, you know, as with most of uh, uh, you know, who, you know, in some way, shape, or form got Doctor Who from public television, this was another one of those offerings coming up next on KTW, All Creatures Great and Small. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't watch it because... That's on a farm. I, it's a little too close to home, anyway. <laughs> and I'm a city boy, but um, it, it was. It's definitely a show that I. I think that I would go back and watch more of. Because I mean, I didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I enjoyed the ones that I saw, but it just it's got such a different pacing than than anything else that's out there. Yeah, and the fact that these are based. I mean, the two books that he wrote. Are based on his experiences as a oh, vet. So all of these is, stories are real. He, he
1: is the main character. Yeah. I mean, he wrote himself into the book, so it's not even like a novel, it's memoirs more than anything. Exactly.
2: Else. Um, but again, having said that, there, there were things that I just I wasn't quite prepared for that happened um, that they did. The, uh, oh, what was her name? Tricky Woo.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the woman and Tricky Woo.
1: That was probably my favorite part of episode two was that whole storyline of Tricky Woo and <laughs> sending him cigars and apparently Tricky, uh, Tricky Woo continues. Cause... Tricky Woo does
2: Tricky Woo is a very large part of, of episode three oh, as I,
1: well. When I jumped forward to uh, episode or season five, the first episode, um, Tricky Woo is betting on horses. <laughs> <laughs> Tricky there's, Tricky there's, Woo's a dog. Tricky Woo's a dog. <laughs> I don't remember the, the kind. I don't remember either. But the previous vet who James is replacing uh, had pretty much become this dog surrogate uncle.
2: The, the woman's battier than <laughs> just and and the dog talks to her and she talks to the dog and <laughs> the dog writes correspondence to other dog pen pals. That she she wrote a letter to the editor because Tricky Woo didn't have anybody to play with and could she, could they possibly find Tricky Woo a pen pal? <laughs> so Tricky Woo writes to other dogs. And uh when the you know the vet comes out and James pays a visit and all this kind of stuff, then well Tricky wanted to thank you. So Tricky sent a basket of goodies <laughs> and all this kind of stuff, and so he calls he, to thank. <laughs> you know, I just want to say thank you. And she goes, Well, you can tell him yourself, and holds the phone down to the dog. <laughs> and he's like, Well, thank you, Tricky. It was very and Peter Davidson's on the stairs behind him laughing.
1: <laughs> so is Siegfried the whole time. Yeah,
2: they're just they're like, I can't believe this. And this is, I mean, this woman's got more money than she knows what to do with. So, of course, these are not, like, little thank you gifts. These this is are, a
1: whole box of nice cigars. and Yeah, in episode, yeah.
2: episode three, he gets literally a wicker basket full of, like, 100-year-old champagne and <laughs> Kanye. And the guys are all, like, as he's pulling all his stuff out of the basket. And, you know, they're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Tricky Woo was uh, a lot of fun.
1: Uh <laughs> I was telling Sarah about it because I thought she would enjoy that aspect of it, and um, she had a coworker when she worked in Lawrence who had a name a dog named Tricky Woo. It's Esquire, right?
2: Yeah. Tricky Woo Esquire.
1: So they named their dog Tricky Woo after this this dog. <laughs>
2: Having said all of that, this is not a show that I I, I, I would not rush necessarily to watch the show, but it, it did make me kind of go, it, yeah, I, I, I think I should watch a little bit more of this. I don't
1: know if it's because it got a little, the storylines and the storytelling got a little quicker and a little better as the season grew on, but it grew on me. Yeah. By the time I watched the last episode, of se- the season seven episode I watched, I was like, I'm actually kind of a joint. It's,
2: it's- kind of like a fungus. <laughs> it, it, it grows on you. And The first
1: few episodes, I was like, oh, this is so dry. Uh, and... Eric, I'm playing on your iPad is a great way to help watch these, some of these early episodes. (laughs) My device helped me get through it and not be totally bored.
2: Now, having said all of that, obviously we, we watched this for Peter Davidson because this is beyond the doctor. We want to see what he was like before this. And I think Chrissy really kind of nailed it on the head that it's very much in a way similar to his, his portrayal of the doctor. Now, I read an, uh, an article. Peter Davison had a great comment where he talked about he said when he auditioned uh, for Tristan, he basically lied his lied his ass off. He just he says they asked me, you know, do you know how to smoke? I said yes. I don't know anything about smoking. Can you drink? <laughs> yes. I don't know anything about drinking. Do you know about animals? Yes. I don't know anything about animals. And he got the job. So then had to fumble his way through And I read that so- first which I kind of wish I hadn't because the first thing I noticed is when he st- comes off the train when he's coming home as he lights up a cigarette and I went. Because <laughs> he cannot smoke at all. <laughs> it the, is the worst
3: performance it of a non-smoker to trying to smoke that I have ever seen in I my found life. myself distracted by the fact that I was sitting there watching him smoke a cigarette in this episode I watched and I thought, it's not how you smoke a cigarette. <laughs> he was drawing it in. And blowing at you is clearly not inhaling. So he's, no. uh, he's doing this little. <laughs> and so the smoke's uh. <laughs> escaping from his mouth as soon as he's drawn any of it into his <laughs> mouth. And and I was so distracted by that that I think I missed a couple of lines in <laughs> there because I was like, what's he doing with that cigarette?
2: So, so there's that aspect of it to start with that you know he, he's supposed to be this just reputable you know he's a drinker he's a smoker he's a womanizer he, he's he's failed his classes and he, he's just an all around not so great kid but he's Peter Davidson he so automatically yeah you know, very charming in this he, is, he is he is he's very charming he, he's automatically got that win for him
1: well and I almost can't take the fact that he's that way as serious because he's Peter Davidson he just seems so, still so sque- squeaky clean. As a person and it, and its portrayal that it's like, really, you're doing those things? Eh, all right.
3: But he's he's a little he's a bit snarky like the like doctor. He is pulls the snark off enough yeah. that you're like, okay. And I think that's where he
1: gave me enough to buy it. Yeah.
3: And I think that's where Chrissy draws the parallel too, because I think the fifth doctor can be snarky with his companions at times. And I saw that a lot of that in Tristan and and the Doctor. It just that was very similar in that in that aspect. He um <laughs>
2: I, I I agree with, with Eric about Siegfried. I did not like Siegfried. I kept sitting there listening to Siegfried and I was like, why does Siegfried sound so familiar to me? Mm-hmm. Pretty much when he ever he had the pipe in his mouth and was talking around it, which like thanks for the, you know <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough to try and deal with the accents. I've got this now. Um, or when he was yelling, and I thought, "Why does he look so?" Funny? And I finally, read. And Mel's like, "I know this guy from somewhere. We just saw him in something. What is this guy?" So I looked him up. It's Barty Crouch. Yeah. And oh. I went,
1: oh
0: my god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no idea. No idea until I looked it up. So then there was that element to it that it was like,
1: Ah, uh, I, oh. I didn't put those two together. Okay, so, so
2: I figured it
3: out by the end of the episode. I went, "Oh, that's Barty
1: Crouch. I kept looking at James. Thought he looked familiar, and went and looked him up. And because so, I hadn't seen him, so, so
2: so let me get this straight. Barty Crouch's brother is the Doctor, <laughs> but his son is also the Doctor, who in real life is his brother's son-in-law. That's confusing, but <laughs> um, yeah, I just Siegfried kind of struck me as that I, I I wanted to like Siegfried because he kind of he, they were I think trying to, and maybe he gets better later, but they were trying to reach you can still
1: for this. Bury that- Gruff uh, businessman of I'm trying – I I want to do what's best. And, right, but and,
2: fails and, so badly at well, it. He's not a so good businessman.
1: Even, even with James, he's berating him of – in the one episode I watched, it's I had to go out in the middle of the night because you said we would. Yeah. And then is later in the episode berating him for not going out in the middle of the night – it's like, really, you're just a big hypocrite. Yeah, his, his exact
2: comment is, you know, well, what if the animal dies? It, and, and he says, well, it would serve them right, wouldn't it? Maybe they'd call us sooner if they lost an animal. <laughs> so the next night, James doesn't go out on the call, and he comes in and going, what is wrong with you? You don't let that happen. Well, what if the animal died? Would it be such a bad thing? Yes! <laughs> he just like, you're a vet. How can you say that? And he's like, but you said it. He goes, no, I didn't. And off he goes. And there were several of those. Like he, he fires Tristan right off the bat. You yeah. <laughs> know, Tristan comes home and he gets fired. <laughs> and Tristan's up in his room, and, and James is like, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about all that." And he goes, "Oh, don't worry about it. He'll have forgotten by tomorrow." <laughs> 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 he's, just, he's always firing me, you know. And the next day they were having breakfast, and everything was fine. It was just like, <laughs> I think this guy's got early set on of Alzheimer's. I, I really genuinely, like it genuinely believe that. that it's a good thing James is there to help him with his practice, because now I'm concerned for the animals, because I, I don't think he knows what he's doing. But yeah, I, I, it was enough that I wish I had gotten a little more Tristan, because well, I, didn't, yeah. uh, I didn't get far enough into it.
1: Episode two, there's so very little of him. And then when I, the episode I jumped forward to was such a small role in that one, too, and even in the Season 3 episode, it was bigger, but not a lot, which is why I went on to watch more episodes, because I wanted to get a better taste of how Peter Davison did in the role. Right. And it's pretty much uniform all the way across. Uh, his, he, the character tends to take things a bit more seriously later on, but he's still kind of that fun, uh, oh, womanizing type character that is there for comic relief. And Peter Davison plays it really well.
2: I mean, I think part of it is just Peter Davidson's an affable character anyway. He's he's, he's a nice guy. Even when he's playing a slightly disreputable scoundrel, yeah. you're automatically drawn to him. And and maybe that's the reverse of this. Maybe if we had come to this from All Creatures going into Doctor Who, that would be a completely different...
1: Oh, it would be, di- yeah, be, you know, very so, different scene. Looking at a- that
2: and being used to that to go to this. Because I can't necessarily think of the Doctor, Peter Davidson's Doctor, being... Some of the elements of Tristan,
1: I, 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 the elements of the, the doctor I see in Tristan are when he's actually being a vet. Yeah, when, when he's actually take, when he's being serious about what he's doing. I mean, when he's
3: playing a doctor, <laughs> when he's pretending to
1: be a doctor. Uh, yeah, when he's when he's doing his job or going out on rounds. It's that's when I see the doctor. More than anything else, it's not his personal life at all, by any stretch of imagination.
2: Although there were a couple of sweaters that he wore, just stripes, <laughs> and it was like, because <clears throat> it's almost there, it's almost <laughs> a cricket outfit, <laughs> but not quite. And he stands there, and he's got the master he's got, he's got the sweater on, and the, and the coat over it. He puts his hands down in his pockets, and I went, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> just, "That's who he is," you know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel...
1: Did you get to meet Helen?
2: Yes. She's... She, I think, there, I it, think in, that's episode three. That episode three that she first up. comes in. And so I was like, oh, I see where this is going. You is know? that
3: uh, Jamie's love interest? Or, uh, sort of love James's? interest? Ja, James, not Jamie. James's love interest. I think she eventually winds up marrying him. Uh, she, does yeah. she? Okay. They went on a date in the episode I watched. <laughs> two
1: episodes so. later, he proposes.
3: Because <laughs> well, I watched eight and he proposed in that episode. Oh. Well, I get the impression there was already some sort of a relationship by the time... Well that, and it's, But he asks her out on a date and they go to a movie and just everything goes wrong. Well, this guy's yeah. talking to him and he's like okay, yeah, and she's laughing because the one guy falls asleep behind him and then he like abruptly wakes up and hits Jamie in the back or James in the back of the head and anyway. <laughs> it was an attempt at comedy failed. Yeah, the season one <laughs>
1: comedy doesn't work too well other than the trippy the the tricky woo stuff. Right.
3: <laughs> I didn't get any tricky woo. Oh that that, that I recall anyway.
2: You've got to watch episode three. You, you, Keith, okay. you've got to oh, watch oh, episode oh, oh. three because they, they, and of course, the woman overfeeds the dog, and she's just—that's why he, that's why he has to go out. That's why, you know he's got all these problems because she just pampers him to death, and so um, he decides that well, we're going to nip this in the bud. We're going to have Tricky come and stay with us for a week. <laughs> and the vet's like, "Do you think she'll go for it?" And He goes, "Yeah, I think I can talk her." So he presents this. It's very grave. It's very serious. It's. It, it, it could be life threatening. We've got to, you know, <laughs> constant care. And of course, she sends she sends him with his his day bed and his night bed and his <laughs> food and his this and his that. And the, the servants are carrying all his stuff out. So he gets to the, the vet center. He takes Tricky Wood. He puts him down in the kennel in the back. And he says, "Go on, have fun." And <laughs> just leaves him with the rest of the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> all episode long, she uh, it's it's so oh, it's all the puppy goes, Oh, well, it's only her sixth call today. Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> and you know, well, I think he's a little bit better, but he needs a couple days to convalesce. And the, you know, the main vet comes in, Sigfried, and he says, "So how's he doing?" He says, "He's been trampled, he's been stomped on by the rest of the dogs. I think he's been nipped at by the rats in the barn. He's having the time of his life." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then the basket arrives with all the goodies, and he has this look on his face like I almost feel bad. <laughs>
1: Well, he almost had that look on his face when he got the cigars, too. Of, I really didn't do that much. Oh, Like the the season uh, five episode that I watched where he, with Tricky Woo is betting. <laughs> James goes on behalf of Tricky Woo to place the bet. Tristan's there in the bar. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it was like, that's the bet he's placing? No, that's a, that's a bad bet. And so... He James was thinking about placing that bet too for himself with some change, and Tristan talks him out of it, but then the bookie is like, "Oh no, not that tricky woo he's such a good he's he's cleaning me out of house and home, and so Tristan changes his mind and go ahead and goes with tricky Woo's bet." and wins all this money and so james is mad at him for going behind his back because tricky woo's bet went through and now a couple minutes later he's like well i'm gonna go place another bet nope you can't the bookie's broke <laughs> because tricky woo is such a good better it's like wow um, and the stuff with tristan in that is so enjoyable too because he's like yeah well i know all this stuff about horse racing and etc cetera, etc cetera, and well, now I can't do it anymore. And, and so James tries to get back at him and everything. But I, I, I brought up Helen because in that episode, Helen has thrown her back out. And so Tristan's there taking care of her some, and they have such a good relationship. They're almost like brother and sister. It's really enjoyable to watch the two of them Okay, together. I think part of... I think her involvement in the show and as much... And she adds... She comes on and does more and more and more to it, makes the show even more enjoyable, I think. It it adds that extra character. It adds a bit more of a storyline going on where it's not so much of traveling to the farm, taking care of the animal, traveling back from the farm.
2: So maybe it's just, it's just a slow burn. I think it is a slow burn. It's just burn. a it really, thing.
1: really it slow burn. It takes
3: a little bit to get on its feet.
2: I'm going to have to watch the Tricky Woo betting episode now.
3: Maybe so I'll have that, to watch that, that one, too. That Maybe just done. give it a better opportunity. Tricky Woo.
1: Well, and even though it's the season five premiere, there's no reference to what has happened before with Tricky Woo. So unless had I not seen episode, I'd be like, why is this dog betting and what is going <laughs> on? Because that's what you see first, and then he goes out to... To see Tricky Woo at the at the farm, and she's like, "Go go do this bet." And it, a lot of it probably wouldn't make sense not having seen episode two. <laughs> I think she
2: even made a comment in episode two that he, he Tricky Woo's a, he's never lost a bet or something like that, and he that just kind of looks at her idea. like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but Peter Davidson is uh, he's Peter Davidson. Yeah, you he's know, really enjoyable. Now I, th-
1: I'd, I'd be a little interested to watch The Last Detective, one a show he did later, where he's a cop, to see if he does if he plays it a little bit differently. It, now,
2: correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't he? Uh, do you have be pulled up? I have MW pulled up. Isn't there an episode of Magnum?
3: Yes. Let me pull up he plays MW the MW. villain, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's right.
2: In in that episode of Magnum, yeah, I believe that's right. He and plays I plays I rem- the
3: stereotypical British villain. villain yeah, as a matter of fact. but
2: I remember being mesmerized and horrified as a child <laughs> because it's the doctor being a bad guy in much the same way that I was when, when Tom Baker showed up on Remington Steel as the bad guy. <laughs> and it was just like, you're not allowed to do that, are you? Yep,
1: in 1985.
3: I think I've seen, I've never seen the episode, but I've, I've seen clips from it. <clears throat> well, I sort of wish I'd have watched that instead of...
1: <laughs> in the episode. Rather watch the P.I. Other, I episode. <laughs> yeah. Glenn really didn't like.
3: No, you know it's it. It wasn't horrible. It just it wasn't anything that. And it might have just been the episode I watched, but it just it's it's. I it's, was I was not. It impressed was with very any dry long. period drama. BBC for the same reason I don't watch and 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 these the, you know Coronation Street isn't by any means uh, period drama, but. It's very soap opera and operish, yeah. and for yeah, for, for the same reason I don't watch Downton Abbey or Coronation Street or East Enders or anything like that. It's British drama just has to have a certain something to it for me to latch onto it and like it. I mean, the, the Sherlock episodes we watched were fantastic period drama. Of course, classic. There literature. was familiarity with me because it was classic literature, but yeah. overall, it's just it's not something that really grabbed on to me. Um, I appreciated. Peter Davidson's performance. I thought everybody did a a, a a swell job as as the what they were trying to portray, and I think that the the show does what the show sets out to do. So, yeah.
1: uh, and Sarah said that she tried reading the books and thought it was rather dry too.
3: So. I wonder
1: if later in the books it gets a bit more comical and a bit more like uh, the series. I, I, I
2: wonder if it's more from the standpoint of the books are dry because James is dry and well, the show starts off as a pretty direct adaptation of the books and he thinks all these stories of, you know, He's all, a fascinating, all these, great stories. you know, that oh yeah, this is my, my time as a thing. And after the first season or so, the producers may have stepped in and said, let's bring How Helen many in. Let's do, I think it's just the two.
3: So that, I mean, obviously yeah. when they, Decided, you know, Which in, it looks he like wasn't going to write any more books. They <laughs> figure, well, that's, that's what we can do. And it looks like
1: each episode that I saw, it was everything was accredited as adapted to by yeah. for the writer. So adapted from. Well, and or the person who wrote the TV episode, it wasn't written by; it was adapted by. Right. So I don't know. I would think if it was an original story based off the characters. It would have been written by. I could be wrong on that.
3: Uh, I think adapted by means you're. Purely drawing from the material material based on or inspired by means you're putting your own spin or element on it. Oh, okay. I mean, the the Bond films were... uh, Inspired by? No, they were adapted from originally. And then later when they realized how much they were changing for the movies, they became based on and Uh, inspired by. Because
1: these are credited as from the...
3: Books by
1: James Harriet.
3: I mean, the first few episodes of Little House of the Prairie are basically direct adaptations of yeah. the books. And well, you kind of have to start at some point, you know, yeah, you, you get away from that because the, the, the series takes its own.
1: Just like game of Thrones, avenue. Rights, yeah. yeah. And
3: I'm sure all creatures, great and small did the same thing. It kind of took on its own, uh, character itself. So
2: side note for episode three, um, which is called Dog Days, if I remember correctly. Um, and there are a lot of dogs. with a lot more tricky woo. <laughs> and there's another gentleman who has a, a wonderful black Labrador who has a cancerous growth and has to be put down. Yeah, the the and show
1: does have a lot of serious aspects th- it. It. It, it. It was
2: another one of those moments. I was
0: like, aw,
2: I didn't <laughs> well, need that. <laughs>
1: in the very first episode, uh, James convinces this, I can't remember, some guy reminiscent oh, the, the, another guy. Uh To put down a horse,
2: yeah, the fallout of which is <laughs> yeah, which is in
1: episode two, and the necropsy and everything, and it 's resolved really quickly, but it 's still one of those sometimes they do kill animals do die on the show, there are serious aspects of it we've been talking a lot about the comedy, but there's a lot of serious there too,
3: well, the one I saw there was a in fact they they made a reference to the horse having to put down the horse, but uh this the the old man this old there's a whole cranky farmer. Who's uh, probably a recurring character at least up to this point because the cow is he finds it dead in the in the pasture and so he wants Jamie to look at it determine what what killed it and this farmhand keeps keeps going well, I know what cur- killed it it was aspiration by something something else it wasn't struck by lightning and the old, the old man's like well look at him and 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 you determine that he you know he got struck by lightning. And of course, Jamie comes out after examining the animal and says, "No, he died from heart failure because of asphyxiation. Exactly what this farm <laughs> man saying, and the old man says, "No, he was. I, I, you can't tell me how my beast died. It was struck by lightning." Well, come find out. It had, had to be struck by lightning so that he could collect on the insurance because he's out if uh-huh. it dies by natural causes. And so he tries to convince Jamie to <laughs> say that it was. And Jamie stalwartly says, "No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that." And so of course the old the, the old guy says, you yeah, know, well I will have your job and and you know, you're I'm going to talk to um, uh, Siegfried Siegfried about this and and we'll we'll sure have this squared away, you know, and of course Jamie goes that sounds back. sounds like and, it might have been the same guy. And, and Siegfried's very, you know, well, I understand that uh, the cow died from asphyxiation. He, yeah. he, yeah. he says, yeah, he he wanted me to put on the report that it was it died, got struck by lightning. And he says, "I'll oh, don't worry about it. You you know, he doesn't ever want you to come back to the to the farm, but he says, I'll, you know, I'll end up, uh, squaring it over anyway. And so Siegfried goes out to treat a, uh, swine that has, or a pig that has a lesion on its back of some sort. And so he tells the guy straightforward, he says, I'm going to make you up a salve. You put it on there, but I'm going to take a a sample back with me to, um, analyze and we'll I'll have him send off the results and anyway, um, so that we can get the right combination of what we need to put on this animal but he goes back and he gives that job to Tristan to send the, the sample off and <laughs> so he sticks up for Jamie saying well you know, I'll, just, I'll just be have to be the one that goes out and deals with old man what's his name and, but he's saying you know I, I would just turn him loose as a, as a client but he says you know you really can't do that we've got to wait for the guy to walk away on his own we're just hoping he'll never come back well throughout the course of the thing there's other things that happen but at the end you find out that in Siegfried's comes off like he's mad because he finds out that Tristan sent off the wrong... He swapped two samples. Mm. So Siegfried sent out a salve that actually killed the, the pig. <sighs> and the old man was mad. And he's, you know, Tristan's like, oh gosh, I can't believe it did he's, he's you He's know, like, oh, I, this is terrible. And as Siegfried turns around and goes, yeah, so he's not going to do business with him anymore. So you got rid of him. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> and everything ends all great and glad. And I thought how weird is this? And so it was, it was kind of a clever way to, because you think, you know, Tristan's oh, going to yeah. get trouble from Siegfried because he screwed up the samples. And in turn, he actually <laughs> solved the problem that they'd been having and, and everything was rosy. So And they all laugh at the end and
1: there's this great freeze frame. No, they don't. Do <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Anyway, that's how that, that was what I took away from that one. That was the the, the most pleasant thing that happened in that particular story. the that most I pleasant of. thing? Okay, that, that was kind of cool. Pig died.
0: Pig died.
3: But yeah, so in the course of that one, a cow and a pig died, and they had talked about the horse that they had put down in episodes previous. Yeah.
2: Well, two, where he's examining the cow, and he, he claims that the cow's got a broken pelvis and is, is going to have to be put down, and then it turns out I, I, I didn't yeah, quite catch it. The, nearly... the ligaments create a very similar sound effect of a broken pelvis, and it wasn't this. And then he puts the dog down in episode three, and Mel was like, he's just... He's just cutting a swath through these. <laughs> first, the horse, he tried to get rid of the cow, and then the dog, and he's just... hes just. This is a terrible vet.
1: <laughs> he did very, in the early episodes, seem very bumbling and not sure what he was doing. Almost, so There yeah. was even, like, one epi- uh, one where he was taking care of a cow and wasn't sure how to take care of it, and it turned out to be, like, heat stroke. And so he, he tried several different things and couldn't figure out how to do it, and then finally... They fixed it and figured it out, but it was like he well, didn't know what he was doing.
3: At some point in this episode, they talked about how James and Tristan both were pretty fresh out of school. Yeah. they weren't; they hadn't been vets for very long. So, that's well, and that's a and part Tristan of to a lesser extent for having <laughs> having failed. Which uh, apparently,
1: and Tristan goes later to work for the Ministry of I mean, Magic, that's what they called. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Along with Barty Crouch,
1: he, he goes to get a government job and one of the the episode I watched was him deciding okay I I don't want to do that anymore I'm going to quit the government job and come back and work full time at the at the office and them giving him a hard time of well no you're not good enough we we can't get you back pranking him <laughs> making him think that oh crap I just quit this job and now I don't have a backup plan or a fallout Plan to, to go and do and back to that finding practical jokes and slightly cruel.
2: Well, speaking of like the one, it was at the end of two where they were speaking of things I didn't expect to, I, I, like I didn't, you didn't see it, but I didn't want to hear about it either. Where the cow that had given birth to the calf and apparently the uterus went with it. So they were oh, out there yeah, – this yeah. is why he's shirtless is that they're, they're putting it back in the cow. And it's like, okay, that's the, the whole conversation I did not need <laughs> to have. But James and his, his, his infinite prankability on Tristan because Tristan had called and, and made a, a comment about the, the, the cranky guy and made him believe that he had to come back out there. James gets him back because at the end of the episode he calls and he's like, oh, yes, you need to come out and blah, blah, blah. And and you got Tristan he's like, it's all come out again?
1: <laughs> it was like this is a horrible
2: prank. To- I don't
1: care if it's Tristan or not. You don't do that to somebody. That's just not cool. All of the pranks are just horrible, pretty much horrible. Even the ones Tristan pulls, yeah, are, are, are pretty are pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the '30s. What are you going to do? <laughs> Hard up for entertainment. This is
2: like, well, there was no television, so this well, is and what, what and, we and,
1: and season seven, you jump to the '50s, and there is television. And one of the storylines in the episode is this family completely neglecting their dog because they're too glued to the TV <laughs> to take care of it. And it's one of those, wow, that's kind of a somber thing in the middle of otherwise what would be, it's a pretty fun episode.
3: What are we going to come up with on the schedule? Well,
2: coming up on the schedule, um, Friday Night Who this week is The Happiness Patrol with Sylvester McCoy. Yeah. Uh, And then we have a companion archive on Benny Summerfield, or Bernice, as her non-friends would call her. (laughs) That's you, Glenn. Uh, We're going to be doing uh, Big Finish number 13, Shadow of the Scourge, and number 42, The Dark Flame. So you can get some audio this week.
3: Very good. All right. Well, is there anything else we need to tackle before we close this one out? Um no, if you uh,
2: – uh, uh, as the last contest we did, you uh, – um, I should have all con- been contacted now. there were uh, We had four comic books from – free comic book day from uh, Titan, and uh, I had four people reply, and I have contacted all four of them. So your comics are on the way. Of course, this being uh, Memorial Day, they probably won't go out until tomorrow or today
3: at the time that you listen to this, but they are in the mail. We can say <laughs> the winners are right. So congratulations to Chrissy. And Holly. Holly and Dan 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 and Ben right Ben
2: Ben.
1: Ben is the fourth
2: yes Ben is the
1: fourth okay so congratulations technically Dan was the fourth
3: and we've got you know more more games and prizes uh, coming in the future so yeah
2: we don't know what yet no
3: (laughs) (laughs) we make it up as we go along anyway you'll be surprised as we will (laughs) (laughs) ta-da all right well that's gonna do it for this week Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.